Hey, it's Mike. August 11th through the 13th, I will be at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago. The 11th, I'm doing a live episode of Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. And then the 12th and 13th, I'm recording my second album. Tickets are on sale right now at www.thelincolnlodge.com. I hope to see you there. This is Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hawk with Mike Bridenstein is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mike knows like so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He like has like the biggest names on uh, in comedy on his on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. This is what the show's about, Nick. That we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends. Hi, everybody. Hey. This whole day can suck a thousand fucking dicks. Yeah, boy. Welcome to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. From Muscatine to the Silver Screen. Wait, it's a podcast? From Muscatine, Iowa to your AirPods? Here's Mike. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Rick Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out to me finding my login for TikTok. I'm Mike Bridenstine on TikTok. Shout out to my unpaid announcer, Tony Tone Loganzoul. It was Memorial Day on Monday, but I still have the world's greatest panel. This is an oops, all fellas, women be canceling edition. Ricky Carmona is back. He's a DJ. He was a writer on Tosh.0. He was also the minister at my wedding. Greg Edwards is back. You know him from Comedy Central. The last time he was here, people were like, he was on Thug Notes. He's also a fantastic artist. GregEdwardsArt.com to check that out. Sean Green is back. You know him from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Sean Green is great. This was a lot of fun. So without further ado, here are Ricky, Greg, and Sean. And if you don't already, smash those stars, click follow, leave a review. Am I frozen still? You just yeah, froze. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you froze, froze for a minute. I fucking unplugged the thing, plugged it back in, and it's still not working. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Did you blow in it? <laughs> Is it because I didn't that it won't work for me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My first question was going to be just dumb. Indiana Jones 5. Do you want this shit? Do you want you serious? It's happening. Do you want no. it? Uh, Tom Harrison? Is it still Harrison Ford? I think it's still, oh, yeah. I think it's still, still Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. What's up, Sean? Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Sorry, what up, what up? You've missed nothing. I asked the first question. Indiana Jones 5. Do you want it? Uh, do I want? Yeah, I'm down for more Indiana Jones. I I watched that one. Uh, what was the one with like the crystals and then the yeah, yeah. It got really weird. That, that was, was horrible. Yeah, that was really bad. So I'd like a new one just to kind of fix that one at the very least. Oh, somebody. Yeah, it's, it's, I was gonna say it's weird to want a new Indiana Jones movie, but to not want Steven Spielberg involved in it. <laughs> yeah, that was no, like the, the phase. Guy, the guy, Go ahead. The guy who's directing it now is not Steven Spielberg. It's James Mangold. Mm. He did. Uh, he did Copland. He did uh, Logan. Okay, He's, Logan uh, was great. Logan was Logan great. was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so like I'm I'm intrigued to see what this guy. He did that movie Breakdown with Kurt Russell. I don't know if you ever saw that one, where like his wife gets kidnapped and he's like driving a truck. No, it's really good. Highly recommend Breakdown, starring Kurt Russell. That's like uh, movie and J T Walsh. There was like a phase where George Lucas was like, just kidding, I suck. (laughs) And all the Star Wars movies sucked. And then that Indiana, and we're like, something happened? Is he he involved with the new like Apple TV uh, show ones? Because I really, I really like those. And I'm not even like Star Wars one. Apple TV, Star Wars. I mean, Disney. uh, Disney. Disney Mandalorian and Obi Wan. I haven't seen the Obi Wans yet. Yeah, I Obi-Wan, just watched the Obi Wan's. I thought Obi Wan was good. I thought Mandalorian was better, but I I still thought they were both pretty good. Yeah, I think. I mean, there's only been two episodes of Obi Wan. Jimmy Smith shows up. I'm gonna throw my panties at the screen. Kumail Nanjiani. Happen every time. <laughs> every time, dog. Isn't Kumail in it? Kumail is in it. He's in the second episode. He was great. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it's very Mandalorian as far as like it's. 
another like character taking care of a young famous oh what Star is Wars it character what is it so in this one so far in obi-wan he is protecting and traveling with a very young princess leia Oh, I was hoping oh, for like okay. Baby Chewbacca or something. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> whatever their next show is, Baby Jabba like the Hutt, man, give me Baby, Baby Jabba. Chewie. Baby Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Baby Jar Jar. Baby Jar Jar would be fun. I mean, just think about pitching that, yo. Like, okay, Mandalorian. He protects a baby Yoda. Go. <laughs> okay. I was like, I don't know about this dude. Check this out. It's a movie with baby Anakin Skywalker, right? There's a guy who comes out and he goes, Miso, sorry, Miso, rude. And then. <laughs> jar Jar. Oh, Jar Jar. No matter how much I remember it being bad, I can go back and watch that and be like, this is way fucking worse than I remember it. <laughs> Even coming in with low expectations on the rewatch, it's still disappointing. Yeah. Whatever you remember, it's a thousand times worse because technology has gotten... Like, the one thing saving that was, like, it looked rad. The fight scenes. Yeah. yeah. But Darth Maul? Darth Maul was, Darth Maul was pretty great. Fucking lightsaber? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. How old is Harrison Ford, though? How old is Harrison? Now? Who's got Google Harrison fingers? Ford, I believe is eighty years old. I can't. I can't watch that. It's unbelievable. Man. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> Who's helping Indiana Jones? Joe Tell Biden. Joe. It's him and Joe Biden. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> it's not fair to Indiana Jones. He's like Indiana Jones in the search for a chair. Well, it's like the Nero. <laughs> It's like De Niro and the Irishman when he's like beating up a guy, like curb stopping a guy, and he's like 78 years old. You're like, no. He's like taking a breather. (laughs) That is a funny trope that's in a lot of things. It's in Sopranos, but any age Italian man can beat the shit out of any non-mafia guy. Yeah, exactly. Just any old man in a tracksuit could go win UFC with like his fists, and that's that's all he would need. Uh, the next thing I wanted to say, just to ease you guys into the horrible weekend news that we are barely going to touch on, uh, this one is easy. New York got rid of its last public payphone. I think uh, it's weird. I really don't know if I have any memory of using a payphone. Does, oh. does this make you feel anything that New York has no payphones? I mean, I'm certainly surprised that they had them still going. But again, that just kind of shows the government and the priorities like, all right, yeah, we're slowly going <laughs> to l- l- wean off the payphones. I remember I was used to do that move when I would have to get picked up at schools, call my parents house collect and then leave some fake name. Yeah. And then they would decline the charge and then they would come pick me up. Yeah, that's a great move. And what part of New York, like how much was the phone caked in jizz and just oh old graffiti like what is this last phone in new york that has survived was it glowing with radiation like Jesus how many people said i did it for jody foster into the phone <laughs> This, this does sound like a documentary. The last phone in New York. Yeah, right. I, I kind of want to buy it. Kind of yeah. want to buy that phone. <laughs> Wasn't there like phone so booth? It was like a Colin Farrell movie. Uh, I, I, I like phone booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole movie takes place in a phone booth. Yeah, and it's like and this it's is like the a... last one in Times Square. <laughs> I'm trying to think. When was the last time I used? I had I had to put. Physical quarter. money Physical quarter. into a phone, oh, a, a quarter. Man. I, I did see one time I was downtown. I think I went to the last bookstore, and I watched a woman, presumably a teacher, explaining to, like, two little kids what this thing was on the wall. And it was a payphone. And I was just like, God damn, like, am I this? But I guess so. I mean, if, why would I, you ever use one? There's 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 a a treasure of YouTube videos where it's just parents like with their kids and the phone, and they will like test their kid like, hey, call dial you like call a number and kids <laughs> they don't know what to do with this fucking box that they're looking at they don't know what the hell that thing is. Do you think they could do the spinny ones? I could barely do that. I'm 42 oh, I'm years sure old. I can't do those. I love sure. the I love the rotary, the old rotary dial. Classic. Good times. 
There was like a couple of years period where my parents, for some reason, they were like, you know what? Our apartment is going to look 80s cocaine gauche now. <laughs> and we had we had like the ridiculous. Wait, like, like Golden Girls uh, cocaine gauche or like Godfather or Goodfellow like, or uh, 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 Scarface? Like Scarface. Like we had like the gold phone that was like on the yes. gold <laughs> box with the pearls the Ew. pearl mouthpiece and the pearl ear wow and it was like the gold yeah i don't i don't know who my dad was like who's 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 where, where he put up drywall that this is how the person paid him back <laughs> but one day it was just like wow we have this huge gold mirror now and this huge all this weird gold kind of furniture accoutrements that's pretty dope yeah for a little while I guess a lot of I guess uh, speaking of mafia movies, they do have to take a lot of phone calls in. Uh, oh yeah, you in... don't trust the government. You yep. need those pay phones. Yeah, you need to <laughs> to pick up the phone call right away. And everything. There's some guy yeah. who was like going there to make a call. Like, ah, oh, forget about it. They got rid of the phone. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm a Mia. <laughs> I don't know what Superman's gonna do now. Superman's also a phone booth. Yeah. He's gonna have to. Oh. I don't know. Where what, would he change? To get a, that uh, is that hilarious. was funny though, the the premise of changing in the phone booth. Like, did we think uh you know, one guy went in, the other guy came out, like you're not your identity, why is it still hidden? We saw the guy walk in, we saw Superman walk out, case closed. What why the why the phone booth? Now if you look different, you're a different guy. Also, if you wear glasses, you're a different guy. Also, if you actually tried to change the phone booth, that would be like the most uncomfortable thing and every phone booth i ever saw had like glass windows like the oh, yeah. he's would have to do is like put like shades up yeah <laughs> yeah if you change in a phone booth you're going to jail yeah <laughs> have you guys well okay what do you guys do have you ever been in a situation you're out at a show and you left your charger at home your phone is on like one percent nobody has your type of charger and your phone's dead, and you need your phone. What do you do? Do you, you, say, you know, it's weird to ask people to use their phone if you don't have if you have no friends there. Yeah, and you're just yeah. you asking somebody to use their phone. Nobody wants to let you use your phone. Oh no, for sure. No, put my, it on. Put it on my face. Always, I always just hope I remember the address of where I'm going to next, yeah. or like if I'm going back home. Because there's no way I'm going to remember somebody's phone number. And yeah. like, hey, can I borrow your phone? I need to call. Yep. I don't, Brido, how long have I known you? I don't know your phone number. 18 your years, phone, yeah. Or Brido. Everybody is just the name. There's <laughs> exactly. like three people who I can probably. I know my wife's call. phone number, and I think that's the only. I might know Mike Holmes's phone number just because, yeah. like, he was my roommate for so long. Like, that's. I got two in my head. Not even my parents. I would have to do the thing where I'm like, can I borrow your phone so I can order a lift to get me home so I can charge my phone? That's going to be my move. Yeah. <laughs> I know my third grade crush's phone number. <laughs> nice. I know her grandmother's phone number, actually. Yeah. <laughs> She's Hilarious. probably dead, but I know that number by fucking art. Why? Did you call it a lot to hang up or something? No, I called. I mean, I called all the time. I was trying to trying to get with the girl, Kianta Massenberg. I was trying to get out. Yeah, shout out to Kianta. Yeah, man. Uh, second husband. <laughs> you had a chance between first and second. Yeah, where's your window? I did, I did man. You know, I was loud. I had something going on. <laughs> uh, this next story. This is something I read that I don't fully understand, but I wanted your reaction to it. So Seth Green, no relation, had an NFT stolen. Uh, he was going to make a TV show out of two or three NFT apes characters that he had. But the rules of M NFTs mean that even if somebody steals it, they have the license to the intellectual property. So the new person uh, – oh, and he was going to make a TV show out of the characters – so the new person, whoever bought this or stole it, could sue Seth Green for using these things without permission. Is this? Do you see this as like this is an injustice or ha ha fuck you serves you right? 
The future is crazy. Did man. you follow all that? Yeah. Did everybody follow that? <laughs> Future's nuts. <laughs> So just so we're clear, NFT is not Bitcoin. That's something different, <laughs> right? Very true, very true. The same what boat. It, yeah. What it is I'm supposed to be angry at that because it's so stupid. Is it Bitcoin? Or it's a picture it of a monkey that somebody drew. Okay, so that's uh, okay. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel, you know, if, if you steal something, you shouldn't be able to have it. But again... Seth Green is not high on the list of people you feel sad for, right? No, no. Except when you see him in person, he's the size of an action figure. So little. <laughs> he's a little dude. How tall is he? Like five six, five seven? Oh boy. He's skinny too. He might be shorter than everyone we know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but he's in big business, which is a great movie. He's in Austin Powers, which is a great movie. Really is. He does robot oh, man, chicken. That sucks, man. I mean, that, that NFT game is going to be some uh, some big money, though, man. I kind of feel bad for him. It seems like it's taken a shit, though, recently. Oh, yeah. I mean, just like uh, I remember when, when Bitcoin started. I, I remember when Twitter started. And I had a friend who was like, man, Greg, you need to get on Twitter. And I was like, man, I ain't following nobody. I look like I'm following people. Oh, that's yeah. creepy. And uh, and then he bought stock in Twitter. And I was like, what? And he's doing great now. He doesn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> I remember Bitcoin started. I remember Bitcoin. I was like, what is this? It's fake money. And I, I felt the same way. I was like, you guys are losers. And now that shit's, I mean, even if it's, if you invested Bitcoin and bought it when it was $25 a share, that shit's still like, Twenty-eight thousand dollars for what? Yeah, you know. I'm doing all right. I met a guy uh, at uh, the sports gambling conference, and of course, Bitcoin came up. And he goes, "Oh, don't talk to me about Bitcoin." And uh, I go, "Why? What happened?" He goes, "Oh man, back in college, I was buying Bitcoin at like twenty dollars a pop and using it to buy ecstasy on like the Silk yeah. Road website or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I went through like you know." 600 bitcoins because who cared they were you know 20 dollars a pop and i'm like oh my god so you had 600 bitcoins he's like yeah and i don't have any of those now and i keep telling myself i you know i'm better off for it and i go yeah you got to tell yourself that <laughs> you better tell your bitcoin that. oh god you didn't, save, you didn't save 10 just in case five dog oh yeah. man Oh, man. You Wild time. That's good. expensive ecstasy. That's what that is. Just, yeah, thinking you're rolling and it's, it's $30,000. <laughs> but okay. at the time, you probably thought he was so smart, too. That's what's funny. This is uh, this next story is called, this is a segment I'm calling this week, Brido is Stupid. Explain this to Brido. Ricky, I texted you about this. this oh, is, boy. This is a baseball story. This is about Tim Anderson who is an African-American baseball player for your Chicago White Sox. He did an interview in 2019. He compared himself to Jackie Robinson. And to rib him, to be like, oh, you're Jackie Robinson, white baseball player Josh Donaldson said, what's up, Jackie? Kind of to rib him. Like it's like if, uh, I don't know, Sean Green was like, I'm George. I'm kind of like George Carlin. And the next time I saw him, I said, what's up, Carlin? No, it's different than that. Okay, this this is what I need. That, already, this is why it's different. Okay. <laughs> what happened? Okay, so then... Oh, sorry, go ahead. So let me finish it. Okay, so yeah, yeah, they got yeah. into a brawl this year because Josh said to him, what's up, Jackie? And then Tim, Tim Anderson doesn't play like that. He doesn't play at all, really. And now, Je now Josh Donaldson has apologized to the widow of Jackie Robinson. <laughs> And to the family of the late baseball legend, Jackie Robinson. Go ahead, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when Tim Anderson said, I'm like Jackie Robinson, what they don't tell you is the context. Of yes, please, that please, quote. please. He wasn't like, I'm the new hot shit. I'm like Jackie Robinson. He was like, there's not as many African-Americans in the league as there used to be. Oh, okay. okay. And I'm trying to create foundations in Chicago. 
he's trying to like do things on that level that Jackie Robinson was doing to try and like, I mean, it's true. I mean, you, we all know like there's just not like baseball is not like the go-to sport that it used to be. Right. Uh, Josh Donaldson, <laughs> he is kind of a dick. I mean, you know, I mean, he's not liked. He's not liked by a lot of his fucking teammates. He already he he, he came into this having a bad reputation, and he and there they had a couple of plays before that incident from a di- I think it was from a different game where uh, t- uh, Tim Anderson was like sliding into third, and Josh Donaldson kind of like gave him a little extra push that was deemed unnecessary. He got a warning in the game. And then in the next game, Josh Donaldson was come was sliding in the second. Tim uh, Tim Madison tagged him out, and then Josh Donaldson called him uh, Jackie. And then in the next inning, the coacher, the the catcher from the White Sox, when Josh Donaldson came up to plate, the catcher from the White Sox, Yasmani Grandal, El Cubano, was like, "Hey, dog, don't you think you you don't think you can fucking talk to our players like that? We don't play that shit." And then it kind of like fell apart. So like if Sean was like an asshole and we kind of like knew all along that Sean was like an asshole and like Greg was like, yo, I'm trying to be like, you know, the Muhammad Ali of my, with my artwork with like how I'm doing my shit right now, you know? <laughs> and then Sean just like. Call me Cassius? <laughs> Not even Muhammad. Not even Ali. Call me Cassius. In front of thousands of people. Cassius Clay. When there's already like a history. Then Sean becomes Ernie Terrell all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Say my name. So it's like, now I'm not saying, so what I'm saying is like, it's complicated. The way that that it's being, the way that the context is different. Yeah. Yeah. The way that it's being presented is, why can't Josh, John, you know, Josh Donaldson fucking call him Jackie? He called himself Jackie. It's like, it's about more than that, y'all. It's about more than that. Okay. And maybe still not a good idea in today's times to just be like, hey, what's up, Cassius? Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Maybe that doesn't, that's not how you handle that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, in, I think in you convinced of- me. Yeah, no, in Brido's scenario, we were both friends and I was busting his chops, but it seems like obviously <laughs> these guys weren't friends mm-hmm. and he was doing it in a, you know, derogatory, like, hey, Jackie, you know, yeah. uh, I, again, I wasn't there, but else. yeah, that backstory makes it seem like there was a little, it wasn't like ball busting. He was trying to get personal and yeah. you know, it's a dick. Like you said, you know, you know, the guy, this guy sounds like a dick. If, if you say something in a dicky way, and you have a history of being a dick, you know, you lose uh, you lose the benefit of the doubt. I just saw a headline that said that he called him Jackie and I and it was like, which is racist. And I, my head was like about to explode <laughs> with I don't know anything anymore. No, it's 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 frustrating when like people just don't have whoever's fucking writing the articles doesn't have the time to put all that context in there. We're told all the time. I don't have time to read this long article with all this information in it. So it's like, just fucking put in the hot terms. Racism, Jackie Robinson, black guy, white guy. I watched the interview with Tim Anderson to try to understand his side of it. And first of all, what a badass Tim Anderson is. Like he's, he's just straight faced and like not even a hint or like a twinkle in his eye of like, yeah, I was in the wrong. Just he, he the, the the like um the reporter goes, "Would you say that what he said was racist?" And he said, "Yeah." And then he goes, "What what did he say that was racist?" And he goes, "I already told you." <laughs> After the Jackie thing, and the reporters yeah. were just like, "We're white guys." They were just like, "What?" And like so I was like, "What?" But yeah, thank you. How did you get that context and what what did you read that I need to look at instead then? Or just like a later paper I've just, man I, I just know the history of like watching those specific games like oh, i watched okay. all i watched it all go go down and i mean i just follow the white Sox, so like i knew i knew that thing about him referring to himself as like jackie robinson and i knew that like he didn't mean it and they talked i, I listened to chicago sports radio as well like the full story isn't getting out there it's just the he called himself jackie 
oh wow now so because he said jackie nobody else can call himself jackie no there's there's more to it that well, we cleared it up thanks to Ricky Carmona. Thank you. Context, context is a motherfucker, man. Context is a motherfucker. Yeah. If, you know, if you don't know shit, because I'm thinking like, oh man, what kind of asshole calls himself Jackie Robinson? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off right. the top, right? If, but right. if you don't hear all that other stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, he is Jackie Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> so it totally makes you change. Context is real. It sucks. Yeah, man. It's it, it gives you like a whole different perspective of the argument, which is still like one that like could be had, but you know, it, it's yeah. it, it it gets frustrating when part of the argument is like having to fucking teach people about what the racial implications are of something, and then it becomes a part of that, and then it's like, oh man. For the next story, I wrote down something that I saw. I don't have a question for it. I just wanted your reaction to it. Some guy dressed up like an old lady in a wheelchair, and he smeared cake on the Mona Lisa to get people to think about the planet. Uh, I just saw this right before. (laughs) So do you think? That's an all-timer. When you you said baseball story, I assume it was going to be the uh, Jack Peterson. uh, Yeah. Did you see yes. that? Yeah. Oh my god. With a slap. Yes. With yeah. uh who uh who Tommy Pham, who was it? Tommy Pham slapped Tommy Pham. bench clearing brawl. He ended up getting fined a hundred and ten thousand dollars. So whatever he lost in this league, you throw that on top of it. Oh man. And Jack Peterson like walked through the entire uh, argument of like, well, so I picked up a player and the player was listed as out, and then I put him on the injured reserve. Now, Tommy thought you couldn't do that, even though in a different league, Tommy had already done that with that player. Like he, It's like if you've ever been in a fantasy football or baseball argument, like everything this guy said tracks, and it was just hilarious because he was almost breaking up laughing because it's so ridiculous on so many levels to actually punch someone over a fantasy baseball <laughs> argument. But then also, you're a professional baseball player. Like, what the fuck? It was fantasy baseball or football? I think it was fantasy baseball. I could wow. be wrong. Either wow. way, it was just so funny. It's uh, hilarious. Yeah, on so many levels. It's like, you're a professional athlete. You shouldn't care this much about fantasy. I will say my favorite oh my Jock Peterson quote remains when they asked him about his pearl necklace. And he goes, I guess I'm just a bad bitch. <laughs> and then he won the World Series. So I want to hear more athletes getting into fist fights over fucking <coughs> Monopoly <laughs> risk. <laughs> yeah, the season <laughs> gets long. Fights in man. the dugout over the game from the game from the night before. <laughs> Did you ever see yeah, the one? Back... Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say you feel old. Back in my day, they used to fight about. Uh, the game and not like and not <laughs> fantasy or any other shenanigans. I wanted your opinion on this. Uh, Ted Cruz gets more gun money than anyone in Congress. And he is Ted Cruz. Is he the worst person alive or is there anyone in the world? Maybe the Sackler family who is worse than Ted Cruz. Mm. How much a year is he getting? Like 400 something. Thousand? Yeah. I don't know if it's a year or total or what, but I just saw a list and he gets more, he got more than anybody else. And he's, you know, Texas and he's got that horrible face that he walks around with. He's also uh, probably a Cowboys fan if we're going to start piling on. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I want to see these dudes. I actually want to see these dudes shoot guns, though. Like, I want to see these, like, real Republican and NRA supporters get out there. And actually shoot these guns because I know they can't shoot them. I know they're falling <laughs> all over the place. I know they don't know how to load them. I just want the I want the dudes that love guns to see these guys shoot these guns, and then they're like, "Man, they don't know shit about these guns." Just you know, <laughs> actually like see these people, and it's all holding about them like money. by the pinky, <laughs> <laughs> holding it like the recoil, <laughs> knocking them over. Uh, uh, this is how I, I got. What, what kind of bullets are these? You know, I just want to watch. Is it supposed this. to be just hot when you shoot it? Oh uh, man, they're gonna be calling them <laughs> all types of names, and I think it will actually change some shit, man. Well, we've worked in clip shows, so you know. You've seen those videos of like the the gun, you know, blowing yep. the guy back and stuff yep. like oh, yeah. that. Gun fails. 
uh, assuming <laughs> something horribly doesn't go wrong are, are pretty hilarious. Oh, man, just... <laughs> <laughs> Shoot them all over the place. Like, yeah, look at Ted Cruz. You think he loves guns? He doesn't love guns. He loves money from First guns. First time gun. Also, that NRA conference that they just had, nobody was allowed to carry their gun in the fucking conference. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how much hypocrisy is going to affect these people. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're beyond that. But that is like such a huge glaring like, oh, really? That's oh, interesting. But what if we put this huge fucking back door that Ted Cruz speaks about? That's going to save fucking lives. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you watch what happened there and your thought is. Let's figure out the door situation. Like oh. that's just <laughs> that's just an insane way to process that event. The yeah. whole thing is insane. They're, the parents are more mad that their kids might learn about some book called "Anti-Racist Baby" than a guy running in there with like a machine gun. Exactly. They're more ready to fucking change laws on that than just like basic human fundamental. You're mad. Your more mad. Your kid has children. to wear a mask than a vest. And then you got. <laughs> Did you know, I learned this, and maybe maybe I just, did you know that the cops are not constitutionally obligated to protect the public? Like, the police can watch someone attack you, not intervene, and not violate the Constitution, unless really? you are in jail. Would you be allowed to sue that cop for not doing their job? That's what, the reason they, that they, well, you can't well, is because, like, at, at Parkman, um, like, for Marjorie Stoneman, that, that shooting, and for this one when the cops sat in the parking lot and didn't do anything, like, this has yeah, come yeah. up. Like, can can they be sued for negligence? And the Supreme Court has stated that the, that's not their job. Interesting. Hmm. Insane. I don't know what is the what is the legal liability thing? It's like, hey, it's just up to them to interpret what when to intervene or right. So mostly what they were doing that day was breaking up homeless encampments like nearby, and like just generally harassing the community. And then, yeah, they're like, that's not our job to run in there. Mm-hmm. It's just should, cops should be. This is how they should know they should whether they should enter a situation. What would Frank Cobretti do? <laughs> what would Cobra do? And we know what Cobra would do. Cobra would go there and save those goddamn kids' oh, lives. Hell yeah! That poor guy. Never... He didn't. He couldn't have had any other nickname. <laughs> Cobretti. Cobretti. I love Cobra. that. I love that one line in the oh, like the early scene where again, there's a sh- crazy shoot at a grocery store. Co- of course, Cobra goes in there. Of course, and the, the guy goes. One more move, I blow this whole place up. Go ahead, I don't shop here. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. And he cut his pizza with a scissors, which I just always blew my mind that, A, he would bother cutting his pizza. I, that, that, that scene always stuck with me. He must really like <laughs> Korean barbecue. <laughs> yes. I wonder. I wonder uh, these cops' conversations, though, man. Because you know that you know they don't want to go in there. No, I no. Mean, there's no way. They's like, hold on. I know the guns these guys have, and I don't want to go in there and get fucked up. And I got a Teflon on. You know, it's, it's crazy. Are They're we scared as they should be? Yeah. 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 That's a normal reaction. That's that's yeah. the normal. That's my reaction, reaction, but I'm not a exactly. cop. I'm scared, dog. Yeah. Going in there. I'm not. Oh, yeah. I'm not going in there. Yeah. yeah, The gun with an AR 15 and magazines. Uh, No, man. Yeah. Go in there. I guess. Okay. If you have. If you have a cops are scared of me gun, maybe that shouldn't be fucking legal. I totally agree. Yeah. No, I mean. Now now, now you're saying something. Again, like, you have to draw the line somewhere. And it seems like. Hey, if it's something you would use in war, maybe that's not legal. You know, like a rocket launcher, a flamethrower, a mine. You know, like stuff that... Can you, you have a grenade? Need. Yeah, uh, you can have a grenade. Yeah. In America, you can have a grenade? You can have a grenade in America. But we can't have nukes. I, w- I want to have a nuke. I want <laughs> I want Greg to have a nuke. <laughs> I want I'm, a nuke. I'm Everybody else Greg's got nukes. finger on the button. <laughs> Let me get a nuke. Greg's always talking about the football, and you're like, uh oh, which one? (laughs) (laughs) We should all be able to have nukes. I saw the uh, the craziest 
uh, proposal. This was like, I, I forget where I read it or whatever, but it was like early on in the 60s when like nuclear war was a big thing and people were coming up with different proposals of like, hey, the nuclear football with the codes and the suitcase and whatever. And one person had this idea of uh, you would put the codes in your like assistant or someone you loved, like they would inject them into their body okay. so that if you were so set on nuking people that it was such a situation where you had to be okay with killing innocent people, you had to start by killing like someone Ooh. close to you. And it's like, damn, that's real. Because that is real. if you do get to a point where you have to use it to that point, like you're killing a bunch of, uh, a bunch of innocent people. That's deep. And it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a good idea. I like, yeah, it's kind of like, a, you know, break the glass in an emergency situation. It's that the glass is, you know, it's your boy. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that conversation. Like uh, someone's like, I, I love you so much that I want to put these codes in you. And then like they come to you like five <laughs> minutes later and they're like, they, I'm just mad at them. <laughs> there's definitely like a a rom-com in there somewhere where yeah. like Seth Rogen is the guy in charge of the nuclear codes and he yes. puts it in, the, in you yeah. know this girl he loves and then like, oh no China's invading they gotta do yeah. something there's definitely a movie there we gotta use it to explode this asteroid yes mm-hmm. it's called the codes and it's coming next memorial day <laughs> Yeah, it's Ricky, Greg, and Sean. Please click follow. Please give me all of the stars in a review. There's still more show, but if you want video of this panel and every panel since March of 2020 when we started having to do the show on Zoom, that is on the show's Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Brido, B-R-I-D-O. The Patreon also has World Series reviews, 1903 to like 1960-something, There's 51 Chicago Comedy History Project bonus shows. I posted sample chapters of my book and the cover that's coming out. There's all kinds of stuff on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Brido. If you want even more of me, I've been co-hosting Power Moves with Mike Burns. Last week, Nate Craig was on. He just recorded his album last night as I taped this. That episode and that podcast are available wherever you're listening to this. Los Angeles shows, Monday the 6th, I'm doing Hot Tub at the Virgil, maybe the best show in Los Angeles. Lisa Traeger and Chris Estrada are also on the bill. Wednesday the 8th, I'm doing The Fable and Eagle Rock, that's my show. Kimberly Clark, Brady Novak, CJ Sullivan, and Lizzie Cooperman are on that one. Mike and Stacey Holmes just got listed in Thrillist as having one of the 24 best burgers in Los Angeles, unranked mind you. Which is a city that's kind of known for its burgers. Besides tacos, LA and maybe donuts, LA is known for its burgers. Mike Holmes, Stacy Holmes, crushing it in the burger game. So congrats to both of them. And there's another reason for you to come see the show. The ninth, I'm at the Comedy Manor at the York Manor. Not sure who's on that one yet, but come out anyway. I'm there. And I said it at the top, but I'm going to keep telling you, August 11th through the 13th, I will be in Chicago at the Lincoln Lodge. Okay. We'll get back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors. This show was brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Urbandale, Iowa. Learn to defend yourself. Get back in shape. With black belt instructor and bona fide hunk, JJ motherfucking Barr. He's been on the show. If you're in the Des Moines area, stop getting your ass kicked. Go, go, platter the fuck out of life until it taps. No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Tell them Brido sent you. What is the best way to handle the streaming wars? Judge all the content against each other. The Buffer Battle Podcast does just that. Joel and Tony are former radio co-hosts who pit two relevant pieces of content against each other every week to determine the winner of the week. From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins. And at the end of each month, they throw it all into a no-holds-bars cage match to see who wins the month. Often joined by special guests, including your boy Brido, to help decide the winners, tournament style. These guys have fun making fun of themselves and keep their passions for film and TV alive during this podcast. Tony's a film nerd, Joel is a music geek, and they aren't shy about their opinions. Listen to the Buffer Battle podcast anywhere you download your podcast.
Hi, this is Dustin with None Taken Podcast, and I have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein. Hey, this is Alan with None Taken, and I also have listened to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein. And you clearly listen to Hunk with Mike Bridenstein, so maybe you'll like our show, too. We post weekly episodes recapping current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal lives. Give us a listen. You can find us wherever you found Hunk with Mike, or go to our website, nuntakenpod.com. And now back to the world's greatest panel. Fuck yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> These guys fuck. <laughs> Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys fuck. Thank you, Dustin and Alan. It was the beginning of summer, so I know it was the beginning of fucking for you. What? <laughs> it could have been better. Now, here's the thrilling conclusion of Ricky, Greg, and Sean. And if you haven't clicked follow yet, click the follow. To me, this exposed a lot of shit. I wanted to see if you agreed. Like, do we just kind of seem broken? Like, we're not functioning at this point? Uh, you know, I, I think broken, we're definitely damaged. But, again, like, stuff like this, I, I, I think you're just hearing about more stuff than you would before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not like the 60s and 70s and 80s were amazing times. You know, 90s I mean? were great. Plenty of dark stuff always happens. But now I just feel like we hear about it more. And um, maybe that maybe that ends up making a difference. You know, yeah. would you would you guys repeal the Second Amendment? I only have one more question about this. I, I have a repeal the Second Amendment, like get rid of it. Yeah, I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I think that would just that could unfortunately make things worse. It's just like, man, let's just fucking come to like a middle ground. Like, yeah, I mean, like, well, smart guns coming for your gun. Well, smart guns. I don't know what that means, but maybe you have a thumbprint on it or something. Bullet tracking. I mean, like the Clinton administration, they had some reasonable gun control and shootings went down. Like, let's just start with like some sort of. Hey, if this is a military grade weapon, you shouldn't be able to own it. And yeah. you know, at least try that step first. Yeah. And, yeah. and like trying to like present it like that way. Like I think that like like even just hearing like repeal the second amendment, like already so many people like check out right hearing oh, that. Right. It's like yeah, it's yeah. like when people were saying like defund the police. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe that's not how we should have like sold that. <laughs> 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 they need they need pro- a little bit. They need proper funding to sit in their parking lots. <laughs> no, and the and the crazy thing with the police though, you could easily make a case that they they need more funding because they need better they need to hire better people and train them better. They need better, you know, allocation of the money they have. You know what I mean? Like a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And the message needs to be presented in like a better way. So people don't just think like, oh, you're coming to take away that thing that I love. Yeah. Oh, you're coming. Oh, you, you know, like it has to sound more like it's people working on something together as opposed to you can no longer do this. Exactly. You know, that it's such a sensitive issue that people's like, no pun intended, hair trigger response is either like I'm all with it or like or go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, and and people are always shocked. Like, can you believe uh, you know, Americans won't do this or that. It's like that, you know, our country is kind of built on people not being, you know, not enjoying being told what to do. Like, right. I mean, you remember the Boston Tea Party, right? England's like, hey, we're going to tax your tea. We threw it in the in the river and said, Fuck <laughs> you will kill you. Like, that, <laughs> that's kind of at the spirit of the of Americans. Like, we hate being told what to do. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about President Steve Kerr? <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I know people <laughs> want Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich to be oh, the that's president. A, that's a great compliment. And I think it would be beautiful, but I, I don't think Steve Kerr wants that smoke. And I know I don't think I know Greg Popovich doesn't want that smoke either. It's nice to be with your team, be around all these six foot eight dudes. How many championships that is that? That's, a, that's, about, that's about a good 10, I'm, I'm about eight. Eight championships. Curse got what three on the Bulls plus the Warriors. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about the Bulls. Did he get yeah. one with the Spurs as well? Yep. I think yeah. he got one with the Spurs as well. It's a as lot a of championships. It's a lot of. But championships. I don't think they want. I think po- politicians deal with a lot, and I don't think coaches know 
that type of level of like dealing with people. He dealt you know, with Draymond Green. Dad. He can deal with America. Draymond <laughs> <Green>. <laughs> I think the gun control issue is hard. Try dealing with Durant and Draymond in the locker room. And Kyrie. Rich yeah. motherfuckers. Sit <laughs> your I big think... rich ass down. What's your SAT score, Draymond? Uh, spell, spell Prometheus, Draymond. What's your SAT score, Draymond? <laughs> <laughs> I think Steve Kerr's dad was a politician. Yes, he got he killed. Assassinated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I would think just based on that kind of personal history, he's like, nah, I'm not fucking with all that. What a crazy history to be like, eh, and I'm, then I'm going to go play for the Chicago Bulls, I guess, after my dad is the politician. He's is punched by Michael Jordan. Yeah. He did get punched by Jordan. He's had a variety of life experiences. <laughs> the amount of people in that Venn diagram of political assassination punched by Michael Jordan. It's got to just be him. <laughs> Although we probably don't know. Jordan's probably punched a lot Jordan's of probably, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, he probably pulled like a hundred Tommy Fams yesterday, you know, like slapping people over fantasy football and fantasy everything. <laughs> I would, I want to watch... People got all these show ideas. I just want to watch Michael Jordan play one on one against people. Yes, anybody. Ooh, that'd be great. Just anybody. I mean, if you want to raise money for something, every week Jordan plays one on one against anybody. Amazing. I'm watching it. Jordan versus be... the world. Jordan. That's Jordan, the name of the right? show. <laughs> Coming after yeah, like the new like hip hop versus show, except it'd be Jordan versus oh, somebody. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. I totally watch it. Oh, yeah, I want to see trailer. it. I want to see it. <laughs> I'll just give take take all my money. Would you rather see Jordan versus everybody or the codes? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> give me Jordan. I'm gonna go with Jordan. I like dunks. <laughs> <laughs> mostly I just want to see Jordan talking shit. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> with a bet. Oh, Steph Curry think he bad with his jump shot. Wait till you get his elbow. <laughs> And he's got his like, was what was he drinking like cognac and like his cigar? <laughs> All right, that's what's on the blood, bench. Those bloodshot eyes. <laughs> yeah, he just beat you. Eyes. He just beat you with yellow eyes, dude. Did you see the when they did like it was like during All Star Weekend and they like ranked all the like top seventy five players? Yes, yes, yes. And backstage it was Jordan, D Wade. Uh, Magic Johnson and Jordan said something to Magic. He's like, "Oh, this is the real OG right here." Magic Johnson. And then Jordan looked at Magic and said, get your shoes out. Let's play one-on-one right now. <laughs> he he had a face on that was like, oh, he's serious. <laughs> he's, he's serious. What, yeah. Whatever drove him to be Michael Jordan is still in him. His Hall of Fame speech is one of the pettiest things I've ever seen. It's great. It's great. I got to rewatch it. It was so good. Whoever made that crying <laughs> meme out of him doesn't understand the full extent of what was happening. He was crying. Like because he was happy that he finally got to rub it in his old high school teammates' faces. He's he's an insane man. And I'm sure he's I'm sure he's tracking down that person who made that meme. He's just gonna show oh. up. Now, now you're gonna fucking cry, bitch. That's a movie. So it's Jordan, his first acting appearance in Space Jam as a John Wick like character. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I've been ending every show lately with a tournament of songs of the top eight songs from a specific year. This year, because Ricky's on the show and we're doing the uh, 17-year anniversary of Chicago Underground Comedy this week, I chose 2005. So the top – so wherever you were in 2005, the top eight songs – I'm going to make a bracket – one versus eight, four versus five, three versus six, two versus seven in a bracket – the winner is chosen by the three of you. I could play tiebreaker if need be. Ooh. So the let's start with the number one song of 2005 is We Belong Together by Mariah Carey, which I listened to on Spotify today. And, it, and it's a it's a great Mariah Carey song. Good song. And it, does everybody know that? Is everybody familiar with We yes. Belong? Okay. I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar. I mean, I bet you if I heard it, I would be. If you heard it, you'd be like, okay. But it's like, if I said, name the greatest Mariah Carey song, you wouldn't come up with this song. 
I would not come up with We Belong Together. You'd come up that with the Christmas be. one, and then maybe you'd come up with... Uh, I would start, I would start Vision of Love. Vision of Love is oh, the greatest a one I carry. So. The first one I heard was Someday, uh, like around the early 90s, and Someday. that one... Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a banger. That's a banger. The verse is the number... Yeah, vision, Carey, yeah. Like, I only own two dresses, Mariah Carey. That, that, that's, that's black dress, Mariah. That's right. <laughs> I only got two. Only yeah. got two dresses. One sweet day is a good Mariah. One sweet day is a good one. Yeah. Versus the man and Mariah. Yeah. So emotions. It's, you got me feeling. Yeah. That's classic too. Yeah, that's classic. A, yeah. Damn. How did Nick Cannon leave it? I know she's a little boozy. <laughs> man, I, I had to stick around. I saw her cribs, and she seems unbearable. She can't cook. But man, she, has hits. she did have a lot of hits. You know she can't cook. She oh, doesn't no. drop it, nothing. She can oh, hire somebody. She, yeah. Imagine a Mariah Carey trying to make you an omelet. No way. Like, oh, ah. <laughs> Baby, it got the shells in it. <laughs> this omelet's so crunchy. I, this is why I don't cook. This is why I don't cook, Nick. Sorry, right, baby. You fine, though, girl. Get in there. Damn Get right, I'm fine. Get that so, <laughs> we belong yeah. together by Mariah Carey versus Candy Shop by Fifty Cent featuring Olivia. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh. Candy Shop. Yep, yep. Yeah, I take you to the Candy Shop. That one. Oh yeah. yeah. Which one? What say you three? Which who says Mariah? I'm going Candy Shop right there, easily. Mm. How about Greg or Sean? I'm gonna go with Mariah. Mariah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, candy wow. shop. Sure. I like I like rooting for the eight seed in the upset, but uh, hmm. the Mariah Carey song is very good. I'm I'm gonna have to give it to Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Okay. Wow. I did wow. not expect that. Mariah Carey wow. moves on. Now I'm I'm grading this as what's better musically as a song. Yeah, not grade it however be, you want. Not what I would be more likely to listen. to. Okay. I had to vote there. If I couldn't, if I can't think of the song, then the song didn't. Like, I think that's a wonderful right. point. I understand. You know, it, as soon as you say Candy Shop, I was like, oh yeah, that fucking banger. Yeah. Classic, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, the four versus five. Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Since You've Been Gone, I can't oh, breathe. Oh, God, that was such I a know that song. I know that song. Versus One Two Step by Sierra featuring Missy Elliott. Ooh, oh my yeah. God. It's a Jazzy Shizzle wow. product shizzle. It is a Jazzy Shizzle production. It is. <laughs> oh man, those two, those two songs were on the radio like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you familiar with One Two Step, everybody? Oh yeah, this okay. is an easy choice for me as well. Oh, okay. They're very easy for me. Kelly Clarkson. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. What are we judging? What are we judging? The criteria is what do you like more? What's a better song? And it could be, listen. Now, I was going to go, you know, I claimed I was going what was better musically, but I fucking love that Kelly Clarkson song. (laughs) (laughs) I can't breathe for the first time. (laughs) Karaoke. I, I recognize both yeah, songs, and with this one, I have to think, like, what's my immediate reaction when you push play? When you push play and I hear one, two, step, that start, I'm like, ooh, here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when I, I hear that Kelly Clarkson one, I'm like, I remember this song. Oh, yeah, this song. I remember okay, this. I so we got one vote for Kelly Clarkson. Greg, how about you? I'm going with Sierra as well. Okay, Ricky, what do you say? Oh, Sierra, easily. All right, easily. Sierra moves on. Our apologies to... Oh good God. song, though, Kelly. Good song. Yeah, it was a good song, that Kelly. I love what she's done with her career. I really respect it. Um, her ex-husband is still eating off of that song. <laughs> <laughs> the number three song of 2005 is Let Me Love You by Mario. Oh, man. Can you I, need remember? A, I need a little bit of a taste of that. How does that one go? Uh, it, uh, I don't think it's going to matter because number six <laughs> is Gold Digger by Kanye West. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Come God. on. Man. I mean, oh, Jesus. Thing but is that cool. Mario song was great, too, though. <laughs> How does it go? It goes, uh, You should let me love you. Let me be the one to hear you. Uh, I had cornrows back then. Like, <laughs> okay, I got. It. I can picture it in my head, but that, but okay. that, but All that right. second, that late registration. I mean, album. Gold Digger though. 
I mean, Gold uh, Digger. I mean, Jesus Christ. My dad like, loves Gold Digger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's kind of blowing my mind. What number did you say that was? That six. Was number, five? number six. Six wow, was Gold I Digger. That would be the. That could, I would think that would be the number one song of two thousand five. I'm. <laughs> Who says Mar- who's saying Mario? Not no unanimous Nobody. choice gold digger. Okay, Any this box sample? Yeah, yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Jesus. The number 2 song of 2005 is Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani. Uh, that was, that was of course it is. Yeah. Is that is that where she is that where she says bananas? B A N A N A S. No. Yeah. Versus, versus Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. (laughs) (laughs) Shadow song. Yeah. I had a deep conversation with a friend. Like we got high and we talked about that song. Real deep. He was like, man, my shadow walks behind me. These are two black dudes. <laughs> that song is about George up. W. Bush somehow, I'm sure. Oh, man. Hilarious. Who's saying... So Green Day versus what? Gwen Stefani, Gwen baby. Stefani, Solo. Yeah. Feels pretty similar. Um, as far <laughs> as quality for me. Uh, I'll go Gwen Stefani, but yeah. You can talk me into Green Day. We'll go Gwen too. Oh, I'm gonna go Gwen as well. Wow. Because I feel like that Gwen Stefani song, and like even hearing these other songs, Ciara, Mario, this is like when everybody was like, Timbaland, make us the greatest beat of all time, please. Yeah, yeah. Everybody I think Pharrell made that beat. Started to sound, Pharrell made that beat? I think, ooh, it's my shit. It's my, ain't no holler. I think Pharrell did make that beat. Is that right? Like, I, I, I feel so. like both of those guys at the same time. Mm-hmm. Of like the early two thousands, were handing out gold to people. Well, just like to be clear, have a career. One two step was a jazzy fizzle production. My, my, my bad, my bad, my bad. No disrespect to jazzy fizzle. I don't no know what that means, but I just know that someone says it at the beginning of the song. Jazzy fizzle. <laughs> uh, be all yep, made that beat. Yep, yep, okay. Round two. We Belong Together by Mariah Carey versus Jazzy Fizzle Product Shizzle, One Two Step Sierra featuring Missy Elliott. Oh, man. Ugh. I got to go with Mariah. I'm going to keep Mariah. Wow. Man. I'm sorry, Sierra. I'm sorry, Russell. Yeah, I'm going Mariah. Damn. <laughs> Okay. I'm playing. I'm playing a second of "We Belong Together" by Mariah. Okay. Here, so I know what it is I'm getting into. I, I think that what you're gonna find is that. I remember this cut, Ricky? Oh, I don't like this song. Talk him out of it, then. Talk him oh, out yeah, of it. That was quick. Talk him out of it, Ricky. Can't sleep at night. I mean, like. I, what year was this that Mariah made this one? We belong 05. together. Oh five is when it was. Oh, that's right. Oh five. Oh five. This is when like she started making the same like three different songs, yeah. and I was just kind of like, all right, Mariah. Like she's no longer like I grew up with like visions of love, Mariah. Yeah. And like that era is long gone, and that's cool. But like I just got kind of like, oh yeah, it's kind of like why I don't just like the Madonna anymore. Like oh yeah, Madonna. Like you just don't do like the thing. <laughs> that you do that used to like be the game changer now you just do kind of like you were thing this is, paint, this is paint by numbers mariah ricky's saying for, for me it is for me it is I do, gonna... I, I do suggest listening to raya's son every once in a while though from madonna Ray that's a banger that's a banger one of those songs like god Damn mushrooms. When I say I don't listen to Madonna anymore, I guess I meant like whatever she's putting out now. But oh, like no, even of course that, not. But even like some of that later stuff, Madonna, I was still feeling. Well, oh, but uh, right bitch, I'm Madonna. Heart of Candy. After Heart of Candy, that's when I kind of dipped out on Madonna. Yeah. I, I, I can feel that. So Mariah's in the finals for 2005. Okay. This next one, 
is Gold Digger by Kanye West versus Hollerback Girl by Gwen Stefani. Oh, come on. Why are you even asking us this question? Gold Digger. Yeah, Let's go. I feel like Gold Digger again, man. Like, Gold Digger. All sure. right. There is no Hollerback Girl without Gold Digger. Like, it feels like, you know, Gold yeah, Digger was awesome. just like the standard that year. So the finals for 2005 are We Belong Together by Mariah Carey versus Gold Digger by Kanye West. Oh, yeah, 100%. As soon as I heard heard that was on the list, I knew that was going to win. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good feeling. Take C, that's disrespectful. (laughs) The winner for 2005, and I think you chose wisely, Gold Digger by Kanye West from Late Registration, which is not even the best song on that album. That's uh, Gone is, uh, is, is the best song. I mean, there's, there's several, several bangers on that album. Yeah, Drive Slow. No, yeah. that's not even on that album. Drive Slow is on the... Uh, that's uh, on late, late Registration. Late Registration. I mean, uh, yeah. That's with Paul Wall, Drive Slow, homie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Drive that's with Paul Wall. That's what I listened Gold to. Gold Digger was on which album? Gold Digger was on... Late Registration. Gold Digger was on... Late Registration, yeah. yeah. Two. Addiction is a better song than I mean I love addiction. What's your addiction? Is it money? Is it girls? Is that it weed? I've been afflicted, but not one, not two, but not three. Ooh, gone, gone is my favorite. Like that din and it's like when he's like, uh yeah. I for, yeah. like when that, that comes on. Okay. Uh, yeah. Who at home? What is my uh, uh, my uh, sweet uh, brother Noomsey? <laughs> Who has oh, who has plug? R.I.P. Kanye. Who R. has R. plugs? Uh, Ricky Carmona. Where are you gonna? This will be out Friday. So, uh, where do you want people to find you? Uh, you know, I'm on I'm on your inter- internet. Not po- on Instagram. Not posting anything. Just watching what the fuck you all up to. Lurking. So can... <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know? Yeah. 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 Greg, where do you want people to find you? Um, oh man, uh, catch me on Twitter, Greg the Grouch. Uh, uh, hit me on Instagram uh, at Greg Comedy, and uh, I'm performing a couple places here and there. You know, I'm out here in these streets, walking my dog, waving at people. That's where you can see me. <laughs> what neighborhood? Look at what streets. What neighborhood are you in? Uh, Watts. <laughs> Watts. Nice. Out here running. I'll be on the streets running in the morning. People be talking shit to me. That's where you can find me. I went to Watts Tower during the pandemic just because there's yeah. no traffic at that point. It was covered in a tarp. I was so disappointed. I oh, oh, damn. Oh, man, you got to go back. It's a nice coffee shop around there, too. It was like one of those, like, you could just drive around L.A. and there was absolutely no, like, I drove through Hollywood just to do it because no one was out. I went, I went to Watts Tower. I was like, nobody's, there'd be no traffic today. Just f- went there in 20 minutes, covered in a tarp. There's no phone call. You should call. rewatch Ricochet. Should. Ricochet. <laughs> oh, man, you're right. Ricochet. Yeah, yeah, that ends at Watts and, uh, Tower. Yeah. I saw Lost City. That? I saw John Lithgow, right? John Lithgow. Yeah, Denzel yeah. and John Lithgow. Denzel got and Kevin sickness. Pollack. Yeah. <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> He did. By the uh, way, a pool with no water. <laughs> yeah, like got injected with heroin. Ice tea is in that too. Ice tea. Yeah. Ricochet is good. Jesus Christ. Ricochet streaming on HBO Max right now. I'm sorry, Sean. Sean Green, oh, oh, where do you where, Sean, do you want, where do you want to be able to find you, Sean? Well, watching the movie Ricochet. <laughs> Check me out, Sports Gambling Podcast. Let's go, picking some winners. Picking some winners. Who you got in the finals? Oh man. We're taping that show uh, later this afternoon, but I I hate the Celtics, so I'm going Warriors. Okay. Oh, Warriors will smash them. Right? Yeah. I mean, the way Boston played against uh, Miami, and Miami only had Jimmy Butler, what a terrible team, right? If I was Jimmy, I'd punch all those dudes in the face, starting with uh, Kyle Lowry, fat ass. Like, what are you doing? Why are you so fat? Why are you so fat and so He's little? Got to- yeah, I don't know how you can be a professional athlete and still have, like, a giant ass. It's so weird. Kirby Puckett? <laughs> yeah. Kirby Puckett's butt. But, Kyle, like, 
Kyle Lowry got a gut. He out there with a gut <laughs> running around. I'm like, what are you doing, man? That's what I that's what I look like on stage, so I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> but you got you not playing ball. This dude's getting millions with a gut. I can do that. He's it looks like he's playing Mick Millions, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Jimmy was being nice. You know Jimmy's an ass. Oh, dude, he's tough on his teammates. He should have punched all those guys in the face. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Warriors just because future president at the helm, uh Steve Kerr. Looking forward to finding out he's an asshole and winning winning time season twelve. <laughs> By the way, since you guys all saw winning time, right? Yes. That yeah. made me like all of the people that hated it, it made me like them more. I want them to know. Exactly. I don't know shit about Jerry West. It made Jerry. me like him. Mm. No, I don't know why he was mad, but it was so funny. He was said he's going to take it to the Supreme Court that they portrayed him as a <laughs> mad guy. So he's just proven that they were right. He is crazy and mad. Totally right. Yep. <laughs> Even Kareem, it's like, I, it made me like it's you so more. Kareem. Yeah, it made me think yeah. you got... You got bored being like Kareem your whole life, and then this guy had to kind of revive your interest in the game. That makes sense to me. Yeah. As somebody who's gotten bored with stand-up probably twice in my career. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Magic was just mad that he didn't do it first. Yeah. That's the only reason Magic was mad. He's like, they didn't make me horny enough. <laughs> I fucked in way more shoe stores. <laughs> way more church, church parking lots. shoe stores. I am the horniest man in the history of Lansing. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. Sorry about the internet at the beginning. Sean, you didn't even know about how the struggles that these guys went through at the beginning. Worked uh, out perfectly. Yeah. All right. Ricky, I'll see you Wednesday. Yes, sir. Okay. Bye, everybody. Have a good right, day. Uh, good to see y'all. Good to see you guys. Yeah, it's Ricky, Greg, and Sean. Please click follow. I'll tag them on Twitter and Instagram. Give everybody a follow on social media. I promise you they want you to follow them on social media. They say word of mouth is the best form of advertising. If you liked this show at all, Please tell someone. Lizzie Cooperman listed me as one of her favorite podcasts on something that I reposted this week. I'll repost you if you want to say the same. Thank you for listening. Come see me in Chicago. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Love you.